Well, praise God, the last uh, few days have been just wonderful. It's what we all love about our Minnesota summers. So I hope you've been able to, uh, to enjoy them as much as I. Also, a special welcome to any visitors that may have joined us this morning. God bless you. We always love to have you with us, and we hope that you'll come back and join us another time. Each of us have been given the gift of wisdom given to us by the Holy Spirit. But as all the other gifts, this wisdom, if it is going to benefit us, it needs to be cultivated. It needs to be cultivated. When we look at the wisdom books in the center of the Bible, like the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Song of Songs, we see that that wisdom is born from a prayerful reflection on life. And this prayerful reflection upon our life bears two kinds of knowledge, a self-knowledge and a God-knowledge, an awareness and understanding of the movements of our own hearts along with the movements of grace, of how God is working. Any prayerful reading of the scriptures provides many opportunities for us to grow in wisdom. And this gospel is no exception. Let me present at least two lessons that we can take away today that would help to make us more wise. That wisdom that leads to a different way of living, a change of life. The first lesson, notice what happens to the crowd. They want to be near Jesus. Jesus has become for them everything, such that when he disembarks, they are willing to walk on foot from their towns and villages, perhaps some of them several miles. Like our sisters and brothers in Uganda, who often walk several miles to Mass, perhaps once or twice every two months. And it says that they spend the whole day with Him. They just want to be with Jesus, to listen to His life-giving teaching, to receive that healing that continually flows from him, such that they forget about basic human needs, like where's their next meal going to come from? They're not thinking about that. Jesus is first. How different is the pattern and life of so many people 
just quite the opposite of this. Striving and stressing and toiling, pushing our way through life, so often forgetful of God, and God is lucky if he gets the leftovers at the very end of the day. And so wisdom comes from this self-knowledge, aware that my fallen human nature, that my heart tends to be willful. It tends to be self-reliant, forgetful of God, and just tries to go about life by myself. That's self-knowledge. God-knowledge, grace is inviting me to another way of living. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and the way of gospel righteousness and all the things that people normally worry about will be taken care of and added unto you. Do we believe this? Jesus, if I put you first, will you take care of all the other things in my life? Can I trust you, Lord? And this is where grace is inviting us. The second lesson is very similar and very much connected. The disciples see a desperate situation. These people have been with Jesus all day and they've eaten nothing. Sometimes when we are faced with a desperate situation, when we are faced with a storm, a trial, or a hardship, like when it's one minute before Mass and the priest does not yet have a homily, I've been there. There's a tendency to think that the solution is merely human and that that human solution is all there is. And so the disciples say to Jesus, begging him to send the people back into the villages to get food. What's the movement of grace? To have the faith that can believe that God can provide in a way beyond what we can imagine in the moment. And so what does Jesus do? Notice what he does. He has them wait there, and he just says, bring me what you have. Bring me the little bit that you have. And when we are faced with a crisis or a desperate situation, that's all God asks of us. Just bring me what you have. And many times that's our fear. Maybe our feelings of inadequacy, our weakness, our limitations. Maybe it's the little bit that we can do. We offer that to him. And then what does he do? 
He has them sit on the grass, which means don't panic. Be still. Give me what you have and trust me to take care and provide. And then we see, in order to stress the point, they gather 12 baskets of fragments left over, which means if you put things in my hands, I will provide, and sometimes in great abundance. And notice what Jesus does with the bread. He takes that bread, he looks up to heaven, he blesses it, breaks it, and gives it. That's a priestly gesture, which means that what he does on the hillside foreshadows what he will do in the upper room. Give himself to us in the Eucharist. Because what we all really need is Jesus. What we need most is Jesus, the bread of life. He is the one who will get us through the storms. He'll walk with us through the trials. And this is what Jesus offers us again today. Jesus, when you give yourself to us in the Eucharist today, help us to put you first and to believe that you will take care of the rest and help us not be afraid in crises and moments that are desperate. Help us to have the faith that can imagine that you can provide beyond what we can see. Amen.